Michigan Rundown Podcast. At midcourt, extra pass. And it goes for the win! Presented by Jake Singer. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Michigan Rundown Podcast. My name is Jake Singer, and on today's episode, we're going to discuss Michigan's off-season basketball moves so far and what we have to look ahead nearing the NBA draft and upcoming next season already because it's never too early to start next season preparations. As some of you may know and some of you may not know, Michigan got a huge, huge transfer point guard yesterday in Devontae Jones. He is the point guard from Coastal Carolina University. He is six foot one, two hundred pounds, and was one of the top players in the Sun Belt Conference in the past three seasons. He is ranked number twenty-two on ESPN's list of transfers, and he earned Sun Belt Player of the Year honors last season. He averaged nineteen points, seven rebounds, and three assists, and two and a half and two point eight steals on a shooting career best of thirty-six point eight percent from three range last season. This is ginormous. Michigan's lineup was, you know, looking pretty solid for next year already. But the point guard position was just the one area of Michigan's lineup where they really didn't have much experience or veteran leadership. Michigan was deciding really between Frankie Collins, the incoming point guard freshman, or Zeb Jackson, who some of you remember playing this past season as a true freshman and will be a sophomore next year. That said, Devontae Joe's coming in as a graduate transfer brings a whole other sense of leadership to this team, just like Mike Smith brought last year. This was really, really, really big for Michigan's team. He also shot 48% from the field, 33% from behind the arc, and 85.5% from the free throw line in his career, which is huge if you guys remember against the UCLA game of how Michigan just couldn't hit their free throws, and they lost by one point. And part of my reason why I think they lost is because of the free throws. So if you can get a guy in here who can shoot the ball extremely well, you know, is a great rebounder too, um, and can shoot, you know, from the free throw line, I think that will bring a lot of talent and creativity and just more team leadership to this team. You know, I love Mike Smith. Mike Smith was a pass first point guard, which worked very well for Michigan last season. Devontae Jones is very different. It's looking like he's more of a shooting first point guard, you know, only averaging three assists per game. I think that will change going to Michigan because of the way Juwan Howard likes to run his point guards. It's a lot more team-oriented pass first, uh, whereas at Coastal Carolina, I'm not very aware of how they play basketball, but I'm assuming with a guy like Devontae Jones' style and his talent, he kind of just took the ball and took over games. Um, at Michigan, he won't necessarily probably be able to average 19 points per game. That said, I am not as afraid of him taking the final shot or really just taking shots in general throughout the game if he is a proven scorer. Um, unlike really Mike Smith, who was definitely a pass-first player, and when he shot the ball, it wasn't as consistent from the field. So I think that's just something to look out for going into next season, um, is that he is you know a shooter, he's coming with leadership, and he's coming ready to play. Now, there are just a few things, though, you should keep in mind with Devontae Jones, you know, going forward. Number one, he also put his name in the NBA draft when he entered the transfer portal last month and is still planning to go through the pre-draft process. This said, he will still maintain eligibility by not hiring an agent. 
So it is not 100% definitive that he will be going to Michigan next year. It will either be Michigan or the NBA. Um, it is his decision really on which he wants to do. He'll probably go through the whole pre-draft process. He'll talk to scouts. He'll do all of the combine work. He'll work out with coaches and talk with organizations. And, you know, at the end of the day, he'll make a decision for himself whether he should go to Michigan or should go to the draft. In my mind, if he's already a little hesitant, I wouldn't, I, I'm pretty sure he will be leaning towards Michigan. Also knowing that now that he did just commit as a transfer, it's not like he's deciding between Coastal Carolina and the draft. He's deciding between a new program like Michigan or the draft. So keep just keep that in mind that he is not 100% going to go to Michigan. That said, I would like to wait at really 80-20 right now, you know, just having him dip his toe in the water and seeing what's going on with the draft process, maybe for next year even, and we'll go from there. Now, also, just a few more things about him. He has two more years of eligibility left, which is great as well. So he he was a junior last year. Um, although he's a grad transfer, he was a junior last year at Coastal Carolina. So he does still maintain two more years of eligibility. So depending on how he does next year, he can still make the decision to come back for another year. So this is just a really, really solid addition to this team that was only lacking that true, true veteran point guard um, with the three solid freshman recruits coming in, even more than the three, but just the three that you can remember of the All-Americans. Uh, I think that is just a huge addition to Michigan's basketball team that I'm super excited about. Now, just a, f- a little bit of other transfer portal news. Now, that way we got um, Devontae Jones. I'm not as certain about these other guys, but Michigan has also reached out to transfer point guard Severe Wheeler. Uh, Wheeler averaged 14 points and seven assists last year at Georgia, and he was SEC's leader in assists. He ranks 15th in SEC points per game, 5th in steals per game, and was 5th nationally in assists per game. So now that we did get Devontae Jones to transfer, I'm not 100% confident that we're really going to reach out to at least any more point guards or really any more transfers in general. That said, earlier in the month of April, they did reach out to Severe Wheeler, and Severe Wheeler has not made a decision yet on where he was going. So that's just some other another person to look out for in terms of coming to Michigan. Now that... but. That all said, Michigan's team in general is pretty stacked and pretty filled up, so I wouldn't really look for any at least backcourt players to come to Michigan. And one other guy, at the beginning of April, there was a little bit of news about him. I haven't heard much since, but I just wanted to keep all of you updated. Center Walker Kessler was a former five-star recruit in the class of 2020 and was ranked number 22 nationally. He is from North Carolina. Now, he entered himself in the transfer portal at the beginning of April as well. Kessler averaged four and a half points per game, three rebounds, and 0.3 assists this past season at North Carolina. You know, he really came in at UNC as this huge, touted recruit, and he really partly underperformed, and just that team fell apart in general this past year and didn't see as much playing time as he expected. He is over seven foot tall. He is a big, big guy. He wouldn't come into Michigan and start, but it could be interesting to see if Juwan Howard would pursue a center like Walker Kessler to come and play behind Hunter Dickinson. Now that uh, Austin Davis has left, you know, our center position is not, of course, you know, weak because we have Diabate coming in as our freshman recruit. That said, Wirecaster could provide just a little bit more flexibility and a little bit more depth in the lineup if they did choose to get him. 
Now, I want you to take all this news, though, with a grain of salt, because Michigan is now in a certain situation where they are one scholarship over the limit of 13. They now have 14 scholarship players on their roster. Now, this won't pose really an issue because one of those players is Wagner, and he is still projected to go to the NBA as a lottery pick. Um, So if Wagner leaves, then that'll make it at 13. That said, that will leave no more room for any other transfers on scholarship. So unless you see Wagner leave and, you know, somebody just decides to transfer, which I don't really expect anybody else to leave just due to how good this team is going to be, um, expect what you see right now, what I'm about to tell you as my projected starting lineup and bench players as to be the definitive team for next season. Again, I am super excited. I know Gonzaga looks good and Duke always has, you know, those promising recruits, but Michigan next year will have this really cool blend of veteran players with young, talented freshmen and sophomores. It's going to be a good mix, and there's going to be a lot of learning involved, I believe, with the older players and the younger players because the younger players can play, but the older players have that experience. So with Jawan Howard, he's really built this lineup for himself. And with, you know, with the COVID rules last year with guys can return without losing eligibility, you know, they're just this team looks stacked, in my opinion. So my projected starting five for Michigan basketball in this upcoming season, again, this is very, very early. It's the beginning of May. I'm not expect this this could change. That said, if we don't add anybody else, I don't see it really changing that much. Right now, I have Devontae Jones coming in, being like the Mike Smith, starting immediately at that point guard position. Eli Brooks, the most favorable and exciting Michigan player, you know, on this team, I think next year, who's coming back for his, you know, fifth season. I'm so, so, so excited. I'm so happy that he's coming back. I have him locked in at that shooting guard position. Caleb Houston, our touted freshman recruit, number five, ranked nationally, all um McDonald American. I have him starting at the small forward position. Brand Johns Jr., it has that power forward position locked in right now. I think just with his experience, his size, and the the trajectory that he's been going at, you know, has just all been going up. And he, I think, will have this insane offseason with just working with Jawan Howard one-on-one for the next five months, getting prepared for next season. I would expect him to have a breakout year next year. And, of course, our guy, Hunter Dickinson, leading the way, Big Ten freshman of the year, you know, amazing all around all of last season. He has that center position locked up. Now on the bench, this the bench, of course, can change in terms of numbers, but I have Musa, Musa Diabate on the bench, but probably as our sixth man, Frankie Collins right behind him as our seven. You got Terrence Williams, Kobe Bufkin, both of which, you know, you guys know Terrence Williams. I think he could have you know, a really solid offseason too. If Juwan Howard's really high on him, we need to see a lot of improvement from him, but I do expect him to make a big jump from freshman to sophomore year. Kobe Bufkin, another guard on our team. Zeb Jackson, another, you know, sophomore guard. Isaiah Barnes, Will Shetter, Jace Howard, and Adrian Nunez to, you know, fill out the back half of that bench. So as you can tell, you know, it's always a great problem to have when you have too many 
talented players on a team at once. You know, even guys like Kobe Bufkin, Zeb Jackson might not see the floor that much, but they are they have starting level talent on really any other team in the country. It's just this team is so talented next year that you're going to see, you know, we, we, I really have to see what Juwan Howard decides to do with the starting positions and how he wants to, f- you know, filter this bench. But I am super, super pumped for this team next year. They're so well balanced and I can't wait to see what they can do. Just another really quick update before I go little 2022 point guard action going on right now. We have Seth Trimble, um, who is a possible point guard uh, for Michigan's class of 2022. He said he would definitely, you know, consider Michigan as probably his top choice if Michigan decided to offer. They haven't offered anybody yet, but um, if they decide to offer Seth Trimble, Trimble is currently ranked 78th nationally and ranked number one in Wisconsin. He's also a bigger point guard sitting at 6'3", 184. Five pounds. I just want to let you guys know about him. And Doug McDaniel has been considering Michigan for a while, but he hasn't committed yet. Possibly considering his potential to play at playing time at Michigan or considering, you know, NBA options, other options. That said, Doug McDaniel is another point guard, currently ranked 80th nationally in the 2022 class, ranked number four in Virginia. He's now a smaller point guard and standing at 5'10", 145 pounds. So two very different kinds of point guards just to keep your eye on for the 2022 class. That said, it's very early on. Let's get through this past year. I'm super, super excited, you know, to see what Devontae Jones can add. Eli Brooks, Caleb Houston, Brandon Johns, Hunter Dickinson, Diabate, you know, all these guys with just so much talent. So with that said, thank you all for listening to this episode. I really appreciate it, and I hope you all have a great day.